Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Campus Safety Voices. I'm Robin Hattersley, Editor-in-Chief of Campus Safety. As more and more hospital, school, and university employees become concerned about their safety at work, many campuses are considering the adoption of panic buttons, which enable campus employees to summon for help when an emergency occurs. It's even better when these panic buttons are wireless. Mobile duress devices allow teachers, nurses, administrators, and other staff members to call for assistance from anywhere on campus, such as from the front office, a classroom, exam room, hospital, emergency department, and other areas of the facility. Some mobile duress buttons can even integrate with other systems already installed on campus, such as access control systems, video surveillance systems, intrusion alarms, and more. To find out more about the benefits of wireless panic buttons, I spoke with Craig Beaver, who is Vice President of Sales at Innovonics. In our interview, Craig tells us about the overall benefits and application of wireless sensors, as well as how these sensors can improve security and safety at schools, hospitals, institutions of higher education, and other organizations. He then delves specifically into how campuses can adopt and effectively utilize mobile duress systems. So with that, Here's my interview with Craig Deaver. Enjoy the show. Be sure to subscribe to Campus Safety's YouTube channel and like or leave a comment on our videos. Or subscribe to our Campus Safety Voices podcast on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. So Craig, a lot of folks might not fully understand the value that wireless sensors in general can offer a hospital, school, or institution of higher education. So can you explain how today's advanced wireless sensors can improve campus safety and security? Sure, yeah. Um, I think, you know, for a lot of people, wireless has sort of become the standard in, in residential, certainly for the things they do at home. Um, and I guess the, the, the key is that there are very capable wireless systems now that are, that are, that are possible for security applications. And, and what that brings is, of course, flexibility, ease of install, and all those those other benefits that that you that you enjoy at home. So I think the key is to understand that there are wireless systems built for commercial premises that give you all those same benefits. And so it, it behooves people to, to pay attention to what's out there because it can really make a difference in what's what's possible from a system. So what can they detect? Things like copper pipe theft or glass break? What 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 can they all do? Yeah, you know, in a lot of ways, if you can, if you can think about it, you can do it, right? The, there, there are certainly um, various types of transmitters that'll take universal inputs. So uh, you can attach a sensor to, an in, to, a, to a, a wireless transmitter and, make a, and basically make a wireless sensor, but you're right. Unique applications like uh, copper theft on the top of the roof, there are a lot of you know, water bugs, those kinds of things now that can save outstanding water. Um, there are other kinds of maintenance alerts you can even get from systems today. So the the flexibility of wireless means that, you know, because you can remove all of the, the need to run wire, you can go to more unique places um, in the in the premise than you have been able to in the past and, and monitor things that are that are of value that would be otherwise maybe prohibitively expensive to bring into the system. So you're also talking about things like doors and windows, correct? Certainly doors and windows, yes. Uh, you know, one of the things that um, it was in the, obviously in the news recently with the, some of the, the horrific uh, shootings and so forth that have happened is the need to know about unsecured openings, the back door of a school, as a, for instance. Um, with wireless sensors, you don't have to run 
wire all the way down to the back of the school, especially if it's an old building and that's going to be very cost prohibitive. Um, you can add a wireless door contact to the back door and you can tie it into the access control system or the intrusion system that's already there. And you can notify on-site staff if, uh, some, if a door is open that's not supposed to be or it stays open when it should be shut, those kinds of things. So are these systems standalone or can they be integrated with other systems like access control and video surveillance, things like that? Yeah, for the most part, they can always be integrated. Um, certainly for us at Innovonics, that's always been kind of a key philosophical point. Um, we work within the, the bounds of whatever the system is that's already there. So if, if um, a security operations center prefers to use the, an access control system, we can bring the alarms into the access control system. We can bring the alarms into the video management system. We can tie into an intrusion panel like Bosch panel or something like that. Um, but yeah, the, the idea for us at least is uh, give that flexibility without having to create standalone silos and just, you know, let's use what's already there. So for these kinds of wireless sensors, can they be monitored by central stations, public safety dispatch centers, campus security operation centers, all of the above, none of the above? All of the above, okay. yes, certainly. Okay. Yeah, any place that uh, you're currently sending the alarms, you can add these and, and just, and then they'll flow right along that same path. Okay, so now uh, more campuses are looking for ways they can empower employees to call for help when there is a security or safety incident. What are the benefits of using wireless mobile duress uh, pendants for these types of tasks? Well, I think that's, so that's one of the things that, that where, uh, you know, over the years we've, we've seen that business grow for us. Um, obviously, if you're gonna give somebody a mobile device in a large premise, it has to be wireless. And, you know, it's very, it is, a, it is a, an excellent way to empower employees to call for help at a moment's notice, discreetly, quickly, um, so those, those applications have certainly seen a lot more interest in, in recent years and, and we've, seen that, we've seen that need grow. So what are some of the traditional challenges associated with like traditional panic buttons? So the, the single biggest challenge of course is that if you're deploying mobile duress devices on a large premise, when they go into alarm, the first question is, okay, where are they, right? Um, especially a, a large campus like a hospital or a school or something like that. Um, it's, it's important to know where they are. Um, it's certainly, you know, getting the message through is certainly the most important. And, and that's something that's always, uh, you know, we've always been able to do that. And, and that continues to be the case. But now uh, we're developing um, new additions to the network with an eye towards locating those devices. So now I know Innovonics makes mobile duress uh, uh, panic buttons. Um, so um, how do your systems address these challenges? So what we've done recently is, or the addition that we've made to our systems is uh, we've, we've created a new piece of wireless infrastructure that's basically a, a, a Bluetooth enabled locator. So our typical network, uh, which we refer to as EchoStream, is long range, easy on battery, all those kinds of things that are important. Um, so we've added Bluetooth for its short range capabilities. And so what you do is you take these locators, you put them in, in a room or a, a space that you'd like to be able to locate. And if a device goes into alarm in that space, it sends its alarm message, which goes wherever those alarms go. And then at the end of that, at the end of sending its rounds of alarm message, it, it sends a Bluetooth pulse. The pulse is picked up by the locating beacon and then that is, uh, we are able to enunciate the location based on that. 
So what are some other ways your mobile duress systems can help first responders during an emergency? Um, well, so now if you can imagine a system that's been deployed that, that, enabled, that uses what's already there, let's say video management as a, as a a very good example. If you're able to locate the mobile devices now, um, the the responders that are coming to the scene, you know, whatever that may be, now they maybe have a video feed they can work off of. Um, that so you you're you're enabling the video based on the location of the alarm. Um, it, it makes you know takes the stress off the video system, and then under normal circumstances, and it, and it enhances it when it's needed, which is you know someone's just pressed a panic button. Let's see what's going on. Uh, more information for the responders. So. It, it is nice to be able to tie those systems together and let one enable the other to do its job better. Okay, so let's talk about how your mobile duress pendants works during some real life scenarios that often happen on campus. Um, one I can really think of is um, how your system works when like, like a non-custodial parent at a school is being belligerent. Yeah, um, well, and, and so there, there are a number of different form factors for uh, our, our, our duress pendants, but at its simplest, I mean, what you wanna do is you wanna give somebody a way when they feel threatened to call for help that's basically instantaneous, that's discreet, and that is kind of uh, irreversible, right? That alarm goes out and now somebody's gonna come and see what's going on uh, you know, the, as quickly as possible. And so that's a great example of one. And, and that's the kind of thing that, um, these systems, you know, they they don't have to be necessarily deployed for these, you know, super horrific events that nobody ever wants to see happen. Those are, you know, the non-custodial parent example. Those those are the kinds of things that happen much more regularly. And so, there are ways to have those systems where you can have, you know, multiple kinds of, of alerts that can go from a pendant. So maybe something that's not as severe as a as an active shooter, you can still get help right away from the folks that are on site. You know, that doesn't necessarily have to go off site to the police or something like that. So there are a number of different ways that you can enable those systems to be of use in, for day-to-day -day, um, day -day problems that may come up, medical issues, those kinds of things as well. I think this also applies to uh, hospital workers. I mean, like maybe when a hospital visitor threatens a nurse with a knife at a hospital or just like verbally assaults somebody, I would assume that applies to that kind of situation as well, correct? Yes, absolutely. And I think for a lot of, I mean, those situations are, um, as you know, I mean, for medical reasons, they often have someone alone with that person in a room where no one can see them. So that's where they really are key. And in that, in that case, you know, you probably even want to something that's really discreet, something you can keep in your pocket where you, you don't have to escalate the situation. To, to call for help. I think that's really the key. Don't make it worse, just get somebody there to respond. Absolutely. So how can uh, Innovonics help hospital schools, universities, and other organizations improve their overall safety and security? Well, so what we usually try to do is, uh, you know, our, our entire philosophy has been to work within the boundaries of what's already there. If you, you know, you can certainly deploy a completely wireless system, yeah, uh, in commercial spaces, that's not typically done. And, and usually there are a lot of overlapping systems. So we try to fit within that framework. And what we mostly try to do, and, and what I think the benefit is that we can bring to both the integrators working with those end customers and the end customers themselves is flexibility. You, you, we try to make it so you don't have to say, well, we can't monitor that, right? If you can, like I said, if, you, if we could think of it, we can probably get a sensor on it and we can probably send an alert where it needs to go. 
based on some action, whether it's a back door opening that would be very difficult to wire. It might be an outbuilding that's across a parking lot. You don't wanna to have to trench through that parking lot, but you still wanna be able to get something out there. So that flexibility, I think, is the key, uh, the key thing for us. And what we try to make people aware of is, you know, assume it can be done and then and let's work backward from there. And so we're talking about anything that involves a sensor. So it could be water leak detection, door yeah. open, duress button, uh, glass breaks, yeah, build traps. Um, and and there, are, there are a lot of different, just, I mean, like there are many different manufacturers who make sensors for certain applications. And oftentimes what you, you know, a third party sensor tied into a, let's say a, what we consider a universal transmitter, somebody who's just looking for a contact closure. We act like a, a wire replacement in that case. So those are great for rooftop units and, you know, a lot of applications along those lines where it's really not going to make sense to try to wire something up, you know, from the, you know, the, the, closet on the first floor to the to the roof above the fifth floor and so we we give people a way to do that and like i said it, it just makes it so that the system can be more comprehensive without blowing the budget frank thank you so much yeah thank you i appreciate your time